Imagine that you were in your favorite yard or house where you ever played hide and seek, your favorite one ever. And imagine that you are quietly breathing in a dark space. And the person who's it has found everybody else except you. And they're calling your name. They're calling. And you're stuck. You don't know whether to stay in the best hiding place ever or whether to go out into the light with your friends. You don't know what their reaction will be. Will they congratulate you for finding the best hiding place ever? Or will they get after you and yell at you for not coming out when they were calling you? That same tension and uncertainty pervade the lives of the followers of Christ. And that's what makes the Magi, the wise men, so impressive. These were some really bold men. They were astrologers whose lives were based on light and darkness. Like college students ready to party, they couldn't wait for nighttime. So they could go out and play. Will the stars shine brightly? What would be different about tonight's skies? And what do the stars' movements mean for our people here in Persia? That new brightness in the sky must have created quite a stir. To find out more about it, they had to get closer. And to get closer, they had to prepare for a journey. They had to gather provisions for themselves and their pack animals. They had to gather together the gifts that they would take to the potential king that this bright light must represent. They had to make sure everything was in order with their families all before they could start this trek to follow a mysterious light, ironically, through the darkness and into the unknown. Our passages about light and darkness, both from Matthew and from Isaiah, have several implications for our daily lives. One of them has to do with the places we hide. Many of us live with secrets we hope will never be brought to light. We don't want others to know about our weaknesses, our regrets, our addictions, or our great sadnesses. We don't know what the light will bring, and so we remain in our dark hiding place. Though I was young when the Watergate scandal broke, my parents took my sister and me to see the movie All the President's Men when it came out a few years later. And so it's kind of been in the back of my mind. So when Mark Felt came out with his confession in 2005 that he was the anonymous source that helped break that scandal, that just fascinated me that someone would keep a secret like that for 30 years. And then, um, a few weeks ago, you may have seen that uh, he died. And 
in the article about him in the Roanoke Times, his friend said, uh, his friend John O'Connor said that Felt appeared to be at peace since he had made the revelation three years ago about being the, that anonymous source called Deep Throat. And his friend said, what I saw in Mark Felt was a person that went from a divided personality that carried around this heavy secret to a completely integrated and glowing personality over these past few years once he let the secret out. The light changes things. When the Magi saw a new light in the sky, they knew something was different. God's light that shines on us and in us can give us a surprising radiance as we reflect that light and love like a a full-length mirror reflects somebody's reflection. Something was different when the light came. What, What would that be for you? Are there darknesses that it would help for you to bring to the light? There may be darknesses that we still want to hold within us. Often there are. But think as you begin the new year whether it would be time to open up about that darkness to someone you trust. And then go forward with a new light and a new self. I read something about darkness that was enlightening to me, so to speak. And it reminded me that darkness isn't all bad. It's difficult. But having been in darkness, for one thing, helps us appreciate the light even more. And for another, darkness can be a passageway to light. Long before the Batman movie Dark Knight was conceived, a Spanish mystic known as St. John of the Cross wrote something called Dark Knight of the Soul. That was in the 16th century. In it, he tells of his journey toward union with God and describes the discomfort of the period he calls the Dark Knight of the Soul, when God feels distant or when one feels even completely abandoned by God. But he reminds us that it is a stage. It's a purifying stage. When we come out on the other side more deeply devoted to the God who actually does walk through that darkness with us, even if unseen. Often we can't seek our way out of the darkness with our own strength. Only God can help us, and we trust in the light we once knew in the past. We trust in our friends who have both doubt, doubts, and faith. We trust in that glorious light of God that Isaiah proclaims when he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. 
The Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Imagine that for yourself. What does that look like to have God's glory appear over you? Does it make a difference in your life? Whether we find ourselves moving through the dark night or reveling in the light on this first Sunday of the year, this table is set for all who seek the light of God through Jesus Christ. The Magi learned that he was worth seeking. Herod never learned that. He stayed in the dark. In a few moments, we'll begin the service of communion by verbally sharing the peace of Christ with each other. You might say, the peace of Christ be with you to someone around you, and they might respond, and also with you. Peace does begin in ourselves. And then after that time of verbal sharing, then our communion will be in silence so that you can continue seeking. We come here seeking something. We come here knowing, too, that God beckons us toward light. And so how, then, might we reflect that? How then might we reflect God's light? Let's pray. God of love and power and peace and strength and boldness, we thank you for the bold, wise men who show us how to find you. And we pray that we might be bold as well in our seeking and in our finding and in our worshiping. We pray these things with thanksgiving and with joy. Amen.